0: and when i became pregnant i i definitely wasn't prepared for what that would be to have a new baby and i knew for a fact that i did not want to change poopy diapers <laughs> so i my my whole background of why i'm even in this business is because before i had my baby i found out about ec and when he came i found that it helped me to become a confident mom in this sort of foreign land
1: that i had no idea what i was doing this is Andrea Olson. She's the founder of the Go Diaper Free movement. Together, we have a fascinating chat about what it means to go diaper free and Andrea's passion for teaching parents about baby potty training. We also spend time exploring what Andrea calls elimination communication. And this Super mom of Five shares a bit about her experience of her journey of going diaper free
2: with her children all the way from birth. Welcome to Sense by Meg Forer, the podcast that's brought to you by Parent Sense, the app that takes guesswork out of parenting. If you're a new parent, then you are in good company. Your host Meg Forer is a well-known OT, infant specialist, and the author of eight parenting books. Each week, we're going to spend time with new mums and dads just like you to chat about the week's wins, the challenges, and the questions of the moment. Subscribe to the podcast, download the ParentSense app and catch Maker every week to make the most of that first year of your little one's life. And now, meet your host. Welcome
1: back, mums and dads. As always, I am delighted to have you here. As you know, each week we sometimes talk to mums just around what's going on in their lives. And then other times we have people who I would consider somewhat experts in their fields, a specific field of parenting. And that's what we've got today. And I am super excited for today's conversation because I don't know if you know this, but one of the most searched terms on the internet, and certainly my top subscribed webinar, is the one on potty training. Now, I think that the reason that it's so incredibly popular is that we actually fear the whole stage of moving our babies out of nappies or diapers. And so, if you think that potty training a two year old is an insurmountable task, well, imagine my surprise when my co founder of PlaySense, Lara Schoenfeld, told me after the birth of her third baby that she would be potty training him from birth. Well, actually, she didn't say that. She said she's going to be doing EC. And now I had. Absolutely no idea of what EC was, and I'm sure most of you actually don't either, but today I've got an incredible treat for you. EC stands for Elimination Communication, and today I'm joined by Andrea Elson. Now, Andrea is a mum to five, and she is a seasoned elimination communication expert. She's the author of Go Diaper Free, which is in its sixth edition, and she's the founder of the Go Diaper Free Company. And since 2010, she's worked with hundreds of thousands of parents worldwide to solve the biggest EC challenges and make the practice of potty training their babies efficient, effective, and most of all, enjoyable. She also has a master's degree in psychology. She's based in, in North America, in the USA, and I'm absolutely delighted to have her on board with me today. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Meg. Thanks so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. I'm really have been very excited for this episode because it's something that I guess a lot of people would consider to be a little bit fringe. And in fact, I would say a good number of the mums who listen to me actually have probably never heard about it before. And so before we kick off, I've got a hundred questions, but before we kick off, I'd love you to just tell us all a little bit more about yourself. Yes. Well,
0: hi again. I have just a background in so many different things dance movement just really been aware of my body my whole life just really dove deep into all of that. And when I became pregnant, I I definitely wasn't prepared for what that would be to have a new baby. And I knew for a fact that I did not want to change poopy diapers. <laughs> so I my, my whole background of why I'm even in this business is because before I had my baby, I found out about EC. And when he came, I found that it helped me to become a confident mom in this sort of foreign land that I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. And so my background is psychology and is business and all this other stuff that I ever did. But when I had a baby, I totally changed gears into being interested in how babies communicate from birth about needing to do this and how we've lost that wisdom and how we can regain it even in little ways, even if we don't do EC. So that's kind of become who I am and what I do. And I have five five children myself. They're ages three to 11. I'm a single wow. mom. Yeah. And it's like, it's a, it's a lot. And I feel like EC has simplified so many things and really enabled me to have so many children and have just a sense of, I wouldn't call it mastery, but just contentedness
1: with Mm. my mothering. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And you know, it's made up of two words, elimination and communication. And of course, for everybody who's listening, and I think everybody who encounters it, it's the first word elimination that kind of occupies the, the center of the stage. But in actual fact, um, the more I've got to know about it, it's actually all about communication and it's a very clear communication strategy. And so your mastery, and I know that none of us are masters of parenting because we're all floundering, but your mastery was probably around the fact that you'd learned to understand your little one's signals more than anything else.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And and when he came out, I was like, I just, I don't know how to play with this child. I don't know how to do anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel equipped or prepared. Our culture doesn't, I don't think particularly prepare us for being mm-hmm. new moms or even for birth, but um, I had a natural home birth. I had him there with me. I didn't have anything else going on. So I just made it a practice of observing him for the mm-hmm. first couple of weeks, especially all the things, all the aspects, what went in, what came out, all of that, and really caught his first poop on like the first day or two, that meconium one. And yeah. I was pretty hooked. I was like, That's okay. pretty sticky.
1: I can imagine. It's it was,
0: really was that's st- not messy. Yeah, it wasn't messy at all. It was just in the potty and and it was really easy to clean. And I had olive oil on his bottom just because my midwives were like, oh, you don't wanna have to clean that off a diaper or off." off his rear. So I was prepared, but I didn't realize that he would start looking to me and signaling right away. I mean, it was unbelievable and I started to decode, okay, what means he's he wants to nurse? What means he's tired? What what is this what do all of the signals and the noises and they all sound the same at first i wanted to decode him so that i could really be a good responsive parent and and again because i didn't know what i was doing i was relying on my baby to tell me what he needed and it did take me probably a good five months to really get a handle on my part of it but he came out knowing he came out teaching me and communicating with me amazing and you know not all babies signal but all newborns do. Mm-hmm. So we do EC from zero to 18 months, but all newborns signal. It's just if you're a brand new mom and you're also trying to figure out all the things, mm-hmm. it can be confusing. So, and we'll probably get more into this, but mm-hmm. the way that I kind of decipher also has to do with what event just happened. Mm-hmm. What is biology saying? Like my baby just woke up. When I wake up, I need to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know, I started to put together the pieces and just treated him like, like a fully formed human instead of like a baby doll who was and the
1: grass communicate absolutely yeah, yeah. And so what are those early I mean I mean we're going to talk about later ec but let's let's talk about ec from birth, so ec is i mean how, how do you know when your little one wants to peep how do you start to recognize those signals and is there kind of a universal type signals that you're looking for or is it every baby very different and how, how does that work? So, I don't know if you've heard of the Dunstan baby language. I'm I sure have, you have. Actually, okay, yes.
0: so the one that's discomfort is the closest thing that I could I could come up with that that is. So if we if we I can't remember the the vowel sound for the discomfort mm-hmm. cry, but when I listen to my own, it sounds like that. There's a discomfort. Basically, when a, when a newborn baby wakes up, the antidiuretic hormone wears off in and, and all humans, all mammals really, mm-hmm. and bladder fills and we need to pee. So I take the babies that are newborns right when they wake up mm-hmm. and I make the noise, which is pretty universal. We mm-hmm. all make this running water noise. Mm-hmm. Or maybe some grunting, you know, and, and in between that, they hear that and they're in this position of a deep squat. And you're basically holding them with their back against your torso and your hands under their thighs, just very gently, very like cuddly and, and holding them over something to let them relieve themselves before they nurse or feed, however. Mm -hmm. And that way they get a full feed because one of the signals or signs is that they pop off the breast because who can poop and eat at the Mm -hmm. same time? They they always pause and most of them pop off. Mm -hmm. So you think you have lactation issues and really you might just have a baby who needs to go to the bathroom and doesn't wanna do this at the same time. So generally the order I do it is a newborn wakes up, I offer the potty, usually they go because they're new. And then I nurse, and then the first fuss after nursing is a signal every single time. So you can kind of, like, that's the only reason they would be uncomfortable. They have a full belly, they've already woken up from a nap. So you think kind of logically, what else could you be crying for? It's because that breast milk has been processed and it's a tiny system and they need to go to the bathroom already. They need to pee. And usually it is a pee. And so so if we just do wake-ups and the first fuss after nursing, with a newborn, it's that's most of the practice. And then I think everybody listening knows when their baby is pooping. Mm-hmm. You know, Even if they're kind of a stealth pooper, you still know, even in mm-hmm. the middle of it. And every time you see that happen, you can either decide to let that diaper fill up and change it after, or you can decide to take the diaper off, even if they've started and say, wait, just gently, wait, hang on a second. Get their diaper off, hold them over something, and let them finish there.
1: Wow.
0: Newborn babies, especially before walking, any baby is gonna start to look to you because they would much prefer to go away from their own body. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we try all these different things and ways of soothing a baby, and we're trying to figure out, you know, new mom, brand new mom. Mm. I don't know why you're crying. Ah, mm. oh. and I try everything. I stick them on the boob, they pop off. I, I try to put a pacifier, they don't want that. I try to rock and shush, and finally they stop. And then you check the diaper and they're wet or they're dirty. And you're like, oh, you were crying because you're wet or dirty. You needed changed. But if you rewind just a second, they were crying because they actually didn't want to go in the diaper. Just like when we crate train a puppy, you know, mammals don't like to go on themselves, you or their space, their sleep space, yeah. their their den. So they will cry like a puppy will try to wriggle out of your arms. And right when you put them down on the carpet, they pee on it. It's the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. you can think of it as like, have you ever seen a puppy? You see, they start to get really uh, fussy and, and just want to get away from you. And babies are the same. They want to get away, but they can't get the diaper off. So eventually they give in, eventually they start to use the diaper because you don't give them another option because you don't know any better. You don't know any other. And then eventually you have to train them out of those diapers. And that's where people are feverishly Googling patty training and going, Oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do. God, do and they're not, they're not doing it till three or four years old. And it's mm-hmm. way too late. Mm-hmm. You know, even two is a bit out of our range, but it's it's easiest between 12 and 18 months to just wrap up this process naturally. And I know we have so many working moms and we'll probably go through a lot of those kind of practicalities, but Mm -hmm. even just once a day is such a great exposure technique that just lets them get used to something else.
1: If you enjoy my podcast, I would like to share one of my favorite podcasts with you, The Honest Hour. Christina Mazarek is mom to two boys and a third little boy on the way. She's an American expat living in Cape Town, South Africa since 2008 and decided to start sharing her experiences in parenting since 2017. Having grown up in a dysfunctional family environment in her own childhood, which led to her adoption at the age of 10, Christina is passionate about finding purpose and presence in parenting as well as exploring our own opportunity for healing and personal growth as we navigate the world of parenting our own children. Christina believes in ending the trauma cycle and that in parenting our own children, we can learn how to reparent ourselves. So pop on over to Christina's podcast, The Honest Hour. So you've obviously mentioned, I mean, one of I think the biggest nightmares that I ever heard or ever thought about when I thought about elimination communication was that my baby doesn't have a nappy at all, but actually it's not that no. they're, in, they're in nappies And you're just watching signals and take the nappy off quickly when they're ready to go. Is that how it works?
0: Yeah. So we use a a diaper or a nappy. We call them diapers here, but yeah, same, same. We use them as a backup. So once you start doing EC, even if you don't want to do it full time, Mm -hmm. your diaper is now a backup for when you miss each other or when you're choosing not to do it or when they're at daycare or whatever. It's no longer a full-time toilet. So Mm -hmm. it's just a shift in perspective. We still use diapers, but we stop using them kind of aligned with Montessori principles. Right when they turn 12 months old and they're in that 12 to 18 month class, they put them into cotton pants and, and, you know, like training pants or underwear. Mm -hmm. I recommend the same thing right when they start walking or they're 12 months old to stop using diapers in the daytime. And every baby I've seen <laughs> that has already done some ec and then the mom or dad takes off the diaper at that time and just pretends like they could never buy another one mm. that child rises to the occasion because developmentally this is the sensitive period for toilet learning is 12 to 18 months mm. And in two generations, our diaper companies and nappy companies have convinced us
1: Absolutely.
0: that we have to wait for readiness. And honestly, that's just to sell more diapers. And I don't like parents getting taken advantage of just to make a buck. Mm. What really is happening is, you know, in 1957 in my country, in the United States, we had ninety-two percent of of children were out of diapers. Toilet train done by 18 months. Mm. That is almost 100% by 18 months. Mm. They were using cloth diapers, but what else was different? There was no marketing telling them you have to wait for readiness. That is not true. Mm. If it were true, what would all babies of all human history have done? Would would, would they have waited for readiness and let them pee and poop everywhere? No, we wouldn't have survived. (laughs) We would have died out a long time ago. So I kind of get on a little tangent of this, like, how do we even get here, but really... Diapers are completely a tool which is what they've been for history mm-hmm. like in cold regions yes. you would you I mean it just yeah. it doesn't make sense to make them live day and night longer. in a toilet.
1: I yeah. It's, I mean, it's yeah. so interesting because, I mean, I can think about why in 1957 or 1952, whatever you said, why that would happen. So first of all, if I'm a mother and I'm dealing with cloth nappies, I mean, it's disgusting. Yes. It smells, it's, you know, and, and as soon as you can get them out of the nappies, like you're really motivated to move them through that process, you know, because I mean, I can remember my, my nieces were both in cloth nappies and every time I went into the house, the whole house would smell of mar, which was this kind of sterilizing fluid into which you throw the the nappies before they went into the washing machine. And it was Ugh. a terrible smell, you know. And so as a, as a mother, you'd be motivated to get them out of that as soon as possible. It's it's irritating. Definitely. But as a baby, there's a sensory aspect to it as well. And that's that the old-fashioned nappies, like the cloth nappies, just didn't wick away the moisture. They didn't remove the moisture as much as the current ones do. So they were actually uncomfortable. So babies didn't really want to stay in them either. And I think what modern nappy companies have done is by, you know, kind of adding in all the all the substances that actually aren't biodegradable that absorb all of the, all of the um, urine, they've actually made babies very comfortable in their nappies. And so, you know, that, you know, and that we, we definitely see that the babies are actually resistant to going to the toilet because they've actually got used to this. And it's one of the reasons why I don't like delayed potty training. So when I talk about potty training, little ones, I'm talking about 18 months, Mm -hmm. but I don't like it going late too much later than two years. And the Mm -hmm. reason for that is that they get more and more comfortable in this, you know, in this kind of, you know, potty in in these nappies that really are wicking away the moisture. So it makes sense to me that things have changed dramatically without even the marketing marketing conversations, which is another thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then a lot of pediatricians will tell moms that you shouldn't even start potty training till 2 or 3. And you and I both agree that that's that's no, beyond 80. that that you get into so much power struggle and then they're also just used to it. I mean, that is their entire mm-hmm. life that this is all they know and it's comfortable. This mm-hmm. comforting to have their you know their waist up against their skin is yeah. what they know. And I yeah. think that, you know, with 12 to 18 months being the time if people are listening and want to start EC and they're in that range, it's great. You're basically starting and finishing at the same time. So let's talk
1: about that in a yeah, little detail. Um, so, so now um, I'm a mum who's listening and I have not chosen to EC from birth. Mm-hmm. And there might be mums who are listening and they're still pregnant and they still wouldn't do EC from birth. Right, But yeah. they hit a year of age and, and kids, first of all, start to show a real indication at that age that they do want a change and they start to pull their nappy um, little velcros off their, their diaper yeah. velcros off they start to pull their diapers down they start to be fascinated with you when you're sitting on the toilet mm-hmm. so in my mind they're showing all the signals that they're ready and yeah. so in that event i've got a 12 month old what does ec for 12 month old mean
0: well so for that i would do and i, I like i said earlier i'm very body based myself so the potty training i have For people who find me too too much beyond that EC window, I have a potty training book. So what I've done is kind of made a hybrid of EC and potty training. So at the 12 to 18 month range, you might want to do a day or two of naked teaching, which is basically every time you have them diaper-free from the bottom or waist down, every time they start to go, you move the potty towards them or them towards the potty, and it's only during the act of going. So if you have carpets, it's kind of a little bit more complicated Mm -hmm. if you can do it outside, but still use a toilet or a mini potty. We want to give them a little bit of practice doing this and then assign a word to it. It's like banana or hungry or whatever, and you might Mm want to do a sign language, which is the tea shaking for Mm -hmm. toilet. Mm -hmm. But really, we just want to do a day or two of just some training, some teaching of how to get to the potty when this is happening. Mm-hmm. And at 12 months, you don't have that resistance and you don't have that fear. Mm-hmm. and You don't have this medical side effect of constipation and all these other things that happen after two. Mm-hmm. And, and what the expectation should be for you, though, is from 12 to 18 months is they're not going to just start telling you every time they need to go. They might not even be verbal, but they can be complete with this process. So you're basically going to start filling in all the pieces. And I like to call these the four easy catches. So... At 12 months, I would stop using diapers during the day. I would do an experience of a day or two of teaching them the movement to the potty and while they're going saying... PP or whatever you want them to say to you and it gets a little more complicated than this because every baby is so different and i'm imagining the sensory personalities have a lot to do with it as well as we found out when we talked earlier but basically when they wake up they get an opportunity to go to the bathroom just like you and i Mm -hmm. at if you're still using diapers because you want to ease into it then you would do it at diaper changes if you have a wet an accident you would offer the potty at that time before and after the high chair or the car seat or whatever you always want to give an opportunity when it would be convenient for you as the parent mm-hmm. um, for them to be comfortable longer and when you see that they need to poop this is definitely the time to take them and to say you know we're gonna poop in the potty now and we don't want to overexplain; we want to be very matter of fact it's more they already know what's going on. They're not stupid. Mm. So they already know that you're going to the toilet to do your business and they're highly interested in it. Stick a mini potty next to your toilet and every time you go to the bathroom, bring them along and have them sit on theirs. Mm. And it becomes this thing of, okay, this is you're just turning the boat a little bit to this this direction and you're going, okay, this is what we're doing now. Mm. We're no longer going in the nappy and we're now going in the toilet. And yeah, there are some some babies don't like the mini potty. They'd rather be on a big toilet where you go. On a toilet seat reducer so we troubleshoot a lot of that my book only hasn't always has come with my forum because there are things that you will come across that you're just like i don't even know what to do because nobody i know does this so we have quite a good community that helps each other out but basically you're going to start teaching them the things that they need to be able to do it themselves because at that age they just want all the keys they want you know they just focus on doing one thing over and over and over again to the best of their ability and then when they feel complete with that task, they move on to something
1: else. Well, the whole potty routine is something that can be taught. So that's, to just to be very clear, you're actually literally taking them out of nappies for daytime completely and putting them into cotton panties, or ca- cotton pants. So that's quite interesting because um, I teach a potty training course, obviously for, you know, it, it isn't elimination communication, but it, it's potty mm-hmm. training. But what's very interesting is that I always say to moms and dads, you've got to move them into cotton trainers or co- cotton, cotton panties, actually, not even the toweling trainers. And and the main reason for that is that one of the reasons why little ones don't potty train is because they don't even know that they're actually going to the toilet because it's wicked away so quickly. So they have that sensation of there's something happening, but then there's no end product because the moisture is taken away so quickly by the nappy or the diaper. And yet when you actually put them into cotton panties and they get the signal and then, oh my gosh, there's something that actually happens then. And it's that kind of realization that, okay, so that signal means that something's gonna happen. And I think that's also critically important. It is, it's cause and effect. And that
0: is why Mm -hmm. in Montessori schools, they do it. And it's not about how many accidents or wets you have in a day, Mm -hmm. it does not matter. It's about the fact that your child is going through a learning process Mm -hmm. and they're getting information. And as a social animal, we don't want to be doing that around other people. It's almost like there's this automatic peer pressure in the family. Mm -hmm system or even in a group of children where you want to mind your own hygiene, even yeah. at that early of an age. At eight months, we see babies wanting privacy. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot to the social aspect of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. And so, I mean, it, I, obviously the, one of the biggest benefits we've spoken about is that you know, can actually get your little one out of um, nappies or diapers sooner than they would, which means that you're actually probably going to be more successful more quickly because you haven't got them, like you said, living in their Diapers for so much, so much of more of their life. Um, but there are lots of other benefits. Um, you also alluded to you felt a little bit more mastery. But what else, you know, if I'm a mom considering this, what else are the benefits that you think should be highlighted?
0: Yeah, well, definitely potty training easier is going to be a lot easier if they're ex- potty training later is going to be a lot easier if they're exposed to the potty and it's not just sprung on them later. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. I've saved about $10,000 in diapers, disposable diapers, across five children, because wow. um, it's about 3,000 per child here. And that's probably gone up since then Mm -hmm. so that but also it's a huge time saver so if you're starting and the majority i say about 50 percent start between zero and three months at this age because i've helped a lot of people know that it's possible you know Mm -hmm. before you Mm -hmm. don't find out about it until like your your child's two maybe with the next baby you try it but even part-time like starting in some way between zero and three months You save time but you also learn about your baby and every single parent reports a deeper connection and it's not that it's better or worse than doing ec or not if you listen to this and you're like okay that's not for me but i'll totally potty train at 18 months and you know maybe use meg's course and like we're gonna get it done that's great it's such a time saver though and with a new busy mom to be able to save having to change blowout diapers literally every day, because that's what newborn poop does. It just blows out everywhere. And that in and of itself is huge. So it's a huge time saver. It takes something off of your plate when your plate is already overflowing. And yeah, you're like, oh, I don't even know how to do it. I can't even imagine. But if you knew how to do it, it would it would simplify your experience of mothering so much. Mm. The other thing is it's a great way to involve dad because dads are expert pottiers. They're great. Um, mm-hmm. We also have, so that deeper connection is because you're communicating and your baby sees that you are able to take care of one of their very core needs. So you're feeding, sleeping, giving love, and you're minding their hygiene, which they are born signaling for. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go on themselves. When they see that you get it, they, I mean, they, they, they literally, they start smiling so early. They see and they, they look towards you and they'll toot or whatever. And it's just like this, this amazing connection yes. and communication. I believe it strengthens communication, but also the absence of a diaper. They've done studies on this where it improves gait immediately. So you've got the lack of this bulge between their legs really vastly improves development. And then we have overall health so you're you're going to be able to people in our community always are telling me oh we found out about this medical issue early because changes in their pottying we see their poop and pee every day so we know if there's something wrong Mm -hmm. um as opposed to it just being smushed into the diaper and you can't really like you don't i don't know how to explain it but if you're breastfeeding and doing ec this is an ideal situation if you're able to do both then you're you're able to navigate what's going in and what's coming out and so you've got a handle of your baby's health in a more, more dimensions. Mm. So there's just more information you have as a parent.
1: Yeah. And what happens if you're yeah. a working mum? I mean, so yeah. I mean, it sounds like the ideal, but obviously you've got mums who are not, are not there all the time. And, and in South Africa, yeah. we have a situation where we have a lot of nannies who actually yes. are in with our children because we, we're very fortunate with having a lot of, well, unfortunate having an unemployment issue, but fortunate because that means we can employ nannies and they're not as expensive as for instance, on in the Mm-hmm. So, if it isn't you looking after your little ones, so your little ones at a day, mom, or they're at the a creche and you're at work, yeah. how do you fit EC in then? Well, I, I
0: run two businesses. So, I've always worked half time. And so, I've always had. In-home caregivers, and the cool thing is, if you've got somebody who's from a country where they probably do this natively, then you can ask them if they've already had experience Mm, with some form of EC. And in your country, it's highly likely that they have. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, well, please do that with my baby. I don't, I don't want to do like you can just let them go for it. You know, Mm -hmm. we have we're very close to Mexico and Guatemala and South Africa or South America. We have a lot of people in our country who also did something like this in their villages. So we want to also first invite and see if that's the case, if we have an in-home caregiver. But for a daycare or a creche, what I always encourage is, so your baby knows, if you talk to them and you say, all right, at home, we're going to do this, we're going to use the potty and wear underwear. And at the daycare, you're going to have this on because you're still learning. And, you know, you can just tell them you're going to wear a diaper here or just they know I'm going to wear a diaper when I'm here and when I'm home, I'm not. Mm -hmm. Once they're poop trained, you can send them in, I don't have any laying around here, but training pants with a cover on it, something that's absorbent that won't ruin their pants or the carpet. Mm -hmm. And I have a whole course on this because it's so... There's so many aspects and so many differences in daycares, but really it just comes down to working with the teachers. When you're doing a diaper change, could you please offer my child the potty instead? Mm. And it's just an offer. So we call it a potty-tunity. It's an opportunity to go to the potty <laughs> um, and, and they don't have to go. But once they know that you're going to offer every day after lunch at daycare, when everybody else gets changed then sometimes they start to consolidate and go, okay, well, I'm just going to wait till then or I'll just use my diaper. And we also ask daycares to just change our babies every hour or two instead of once a day, which some places do. Mm. They wait that long. The other thing I encourage parents to do is to do a foundational pee when they arrive and have them go on the potty there. They can bring A potty seat from home if they want to, to make it more comfortable. And then when they go to pick up their baby, they can offer when they arrive. And during the time of the daycare, they're just wearing a diaper. Now, I've had so many cases where people are in full-time daycare. The mom works 6.30 to 6.30, and they finished everything up at 18 months at home. So they were completely done with diapers at home 18 months during the day. The daycare wouldn't do it until 2. Wow. So they continued to send the baby or the child until two in a diaper. They even showed her the video. I so said, look, they're, she's completely trained. And they're like, sorry, it's our policy. And she really oh, no. needed the daycare. So she could have changed yeah. daggers, but she just kept going. And at two, and the, and the child really waited to poop to go home, to, to be home to poop, and, and, and really jived with it fine. But then when she hit two, she started sending her without immediately. Mm-hmm. And it was so smooth. I think she might've done like one day of extra training just Mm -hmm. to reinforce. So I guess what I'm illustrating is when you're at home with your child, you can do EC whether you use a daycare or not. Mm -hmm. If you're a full-time stay-at-home mom, great. Do it only in the mornings and on the weekends. That's all you want to do. That's fine. Babies really don't, I mean, they'll just, they'll go along with whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes time to wrap it up, they're going to let you know by starting to take a heightened interest in it, you know?
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah. This episode is brought to us by ParentSense, the all-in-one baby and parenting app that help you make the most of your baby's first year. Don't you wish someone would just tell you everything you need to know about caring for your baby? When to feed them, how to wean them, and why they won't sleep? ParentSense app is like having a baby expert on your phone guiding you to parent with confidence. Get a flexible routine, daily tips and advice personalized for you and your little one. Download ParentSense app now from your app store and take the guesswork out of parenting.
1: So I think one of the things that really interests me about what you do, because I mean, I think a lot of people people may have heard about this and it sounds daunting, but what you do that is so different is you support parents through it. And I noticed something you said earlier on, which I didn't know. And that was that your book, in order to use the book, you need to be part of the forums or the communities because there's so much more. So yeah. your book is called, um, just remind me, it's called no- Go Diaper Free. Go Diaper Free. That's right. So Go yeah. Diaper Free is the book. And the website for everybody, I'll, I'll mention this again at the end, is obviously Com. And on there, there is a myriad of courses and support. So could you take us through exactly what you offer, how you hold our hands, how you get us through this? Yeah, absolutely. At
0: the moment of this recording, we do offer for free coach support. I've trained all these coaches all over the world, 300 coaches, and some of them man are forums or women our forums, and they will answer your questions every single day of the week and also the other people on the forum have also read the book and they will help you as well. So when you get stuck, you can easily get unstuck. We also just launched the Potty Tribe, which is a weekly online Zoom group. And I host it once a month and my other coaches host it the other three weeks a month or four. And there we can actually see each other and troubleshoot together. It's like having an in living room group and beyond that so the book comes with the the forums and then the group is a monthly fee for the tribe but we also have mini courses i i surveyed all the people who had done ec with my book and without, and what, where were the, where were the parts where you got really stuck? Mm-hmm. So most of them, it was nighttime, it was outings, it was, oh, we have a potty pause, which is where they just straight up start refusing, mm-hmm. usually around walking. They just stop and it's like everything was great. And now it's not. Yeah. We've got getting back on track because a lot of parents will be like, oh, we'll, we'll just stop doing this for a while. And then they want to get back on. And um, we've got wrap up. So I created a mini course for each of those seven biggest challenges because Everybody was getting stuck, and I got tired of repeating myself on the forums of like, this is what you need to do to fix it. And um, a lot of that, and one of them is starting at birth as well. So you've got a lot of footage that you can't find on my YouTube or anywhere else of just me with my kids and what we did to get through these hurdles. And then I also just released larger courses. So we've got it broken down by different age groups. You've got your newborns, which is the golden window. If you can start then, even in a small way, you the parent create a habit and a pattern that you can stick with Mm -hmm. then we've got the movers and shakers and then the young toddlers which is passing the baton so i have a course for each of those that are very comprehensive that also outlines baby development so what to expect and now this is how it fits into your life And I love it to be customizable to the person's family and their situation and energy level. So I'm very accepting of all different ways of doing EC. I figure if there's pressure to do it a certain way, everybody's going to fail. It has to be your way. It has to work for your family. And then I also have a potty training course as well. Um, And I'm now offering all of those courses as a bundle because some people just are like, can you just give me everything so I won't have to ask you any questions? But there's a lot of support. And then if you want free resources, I have a podcast and a YouTube on it. And my Instagram is super active. I'm constantly giving examples of real babies doing this. Once you know what you're doing, you kind of get hooked and it's Mm. super easy or it's simple. It's not easy, but it's like, it's just fun. And the babies just love it. So, I mean, we have a a bunch of resources because I want to make sure that it's literally dummy proof. Mm. Yeah,
1: That's brilliant. So if I'm a mom starting off and I've got a three-week-old or I'm just about to give birth, Mm -hmm. what I do I go onto your website which is go go diaper free go diaper free dot com and which which resource would I go where do I head tell me exactly where to go
0: You go to goodiperfree.com and you can click store and just grab the good Diaper Free book right there. Or okay. even on my website, it says so get you the book. Just, so you just get the book and that automatically gives you entry into the forum. Is that correct? Yeah. And then you get that support and you can immediately start. My book starts not with the philosophy, but with the how-to. So you okay. immediately get to start doing this. Okay. If this sounds good, but you're kind of just curious and you don't really know if you want to do it, mm-hmm. if you go to goodiperfree.com you can get a free easy start guide. And it's a one pager and you can probably catch a pee with just... The information on that, and then if you like it, the people who are serious and who get out of diapers by one are the ones who have my book because it has everything you need. Mm -hmm. And then if you get stuck, there's those courses are just there in case you have a common problem with everybody else, you know. And then we also have little potties. I just have to mention this because it's really hard to find them. I don't think we have them in. Are most of your audience in South Africa?
1: Probably yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: We're working on that. We're working on getting all over the world. So maybe we'll have updates on that. But there are those are are those potties. Yeah, there's top hat shaped potties. They look like a top hat. You flip it over and you put it between your legs and you hold the baby over it. Okay, it's like old fashioned potties. Old fashioned potties, yeah, mm-hmm. which might be available still in South Africa. But you can use a mixing bowl, you can use your sink, you can use your toilet, you can do EC with no gear at all. Mm-hmm. But I love what you said about putting them into not training pants, but into underwear. Mm-hmm. So I have um tinyundies.com is my other website wow. because we couldn't find underwear that fit our babies mm-hmm. when they get out of diapers. So I literally had to solve all these problems while having my own babies and like trying to work and trying to EC mm-hmm. and doing all this. And magically it happened because it was meant to be. But we, we just want A to Z. Like, I don't care what age your babies are. I want to make sure that you have a way to get out of diapers if you want it. Mm, and sweet. if you don't and you're just getting prepared, there's a whole menu of options. You don't have to do it the way the mainstream wants you to do it. You can do
1: it a way that works for you. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Well, Andrea, it's been fabulous chatting, and I think from my side, the biggest takeaway is that connection piece. And you know, I mean, it, I think it's been the hallmark of of my work forever is is kind of watching signals, understanding your baby's state, and responding to your baby as an individual. And that's really been what I've always what, what I've really stood for. And what really strikes me about this is that you are really focusing in on your baby's signals. And you know, I think one of the things that You know, and and this is certainly not to put any guilt on any mums at all, but I think one of the risks when you're parenting, especially nowadays in our busy world, is it's easy to be so busy and so absorbed in technology and your phone and your social media groups that you're missing... The bigger moments, like smiles, never mind the smaller moments, like an EC communication, like a, like a communication that I need to go to the toilet. And so, I think when you when you bring in a discipline like this, and when parents have I think having to actually really think about it, it actually will adjust or kind of. Really really take you up a level in terms of all of your watching of your baby's signals. It's not just about they're going to the toilet. You'll pick up on all the other stuff like the delight and the hunger and the, you know, all of the other things that come along. And so for me, it's not just about the elimination, it's really about the communication. And that's the big thing.
0: Yeah. And my pediatrician said the exact same thing. She watched me do it with all mine and she was like, I've never heard of this. And she just observed every time we'd come mm-hmm. in and she's like, it's, it's a bonding mechanism. Like you yeah. guys are bonding. I can see how this can help so many moms just be more responsive and more understand what to do. Mm-hmm. And and I, we didn't cover the middle age, the mobile baby's age. They don't really signal during that time. So how can I get to know my baby on an even more global level? Mm-hmm. Like there are subtle signs, there are shifts in behavior. Mm-hmm. And when we turn our phones off and just sit there and are present with our babies, mm-hmm. we can learn so much. Mm-hmm. And I think that that makes for a stronger connection just in and of itself.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And it's, I mean, it really is. I think it's a wonderful thing to do. I think, you know, as moms who know me well know that I, I, do, I, I think parenting has to be practical and I don't want to put yes. guilt on anybody no, and I many years ago having somebody who w- had was doing a course for me and she was doing that's the baby signing courses and so she said look I, I believe in it so much i'll give you a course for free because she knew that i was somewhat of an influence in, in the parenting space and she said do the course for free and i really did find it stressful to try and you know teach emily <laughs> h- how to sign and so yeah. i abandoned it and i actually wrote a blog on it and i said you know parenting just you, sometimes you just have to take the easier route yeah. but when i listen to you about this i really do think it is something that can be combined quite easily without the stress and I love the fact that it's flexible it's not all or nothing it's not like once you start that's all you can do it's not that you don't use nappies because you do, but it is just about that little bit of increased attunement, which I just think is absolutely awesome. So yeah, you can um,
0: literally offer them one time a day. You can just offer yeah. when they wake up and then try to get the poops. If you got the poops and that's all you got out of this experience, and then you potty trained at 18 months, do you know how much more pleasant of an experience that is? I've never owned a diaper pail like a nappy, you know, where you throw oh, your nappies yes, in. Yes, I've yes. never had a diaper genie. Like, yeah. I, I just feel like that that's why I did it. I didn't want selfish Mm -hmm. I didn't want to change poopy diapers and it really is a matter of just a little exposure goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And I, I absolutely would never want anybody to feel guilt because they choose not to do it. Mm -hmm. But I do want you to know about it because Mm -hmm. if you didn't know about it, a lot of people come to me later and like, oh my gosh, where were you? I totally would have done this. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I want to make sure that we are all informed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've got the most incredible resources. Your website is, it's probably, when I I think about a community website with resources, I don't think I've ever seen one quite like it because you've got something for Everything and the free resources. So, mums, go across to godiaperfree.com. I think you won't regret it. I think it's an amazing project. And just by the way, you do ship the books to South Africa, don't you?
0: I do. Yeah. And actually I have a coach down there. So it's a oh. possibility that we can give her a whole bunch of stuff and make sure your community has a place to get everything. But yeah, mm-hmm. we do have, we have everything. And it's also, it was first an ebook because I wanted it to be accessible all over yes, the world. So, so you, yeah. And it's even on audible. So if you have audiobooks, books um, and I sell the audiobook on my website as well, because new moms, I mean, do you really have two hands free to, to read. read a book? Exactly.
1: That's brilliant. Gosh, while you're <laughs> yeah. reading, uh, listening to the audio book, that's brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. I would highly recommend it. (laughs) Do you actually, are you reading it or did you give it to somebody else to read?
0: I read it and I had a professional audiobook
1: team help me produce it. So, yeah. That's amazing. Well, Andrea, you really are quite remarkable. And with your five children, I do not yeah. know how you did. And I'm sure everybody says that to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who knows? I, I it's it's wonderful to be of service. I'm just so I get so on fire about Andrea's it. I just love it about it. I yeah, I am. So just cool like you
1: are about what you do, which
0: is yeah. what I appreciate about you.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Well, Andrea, thank you so much. And mom's Andrea has a podcast. Go on over and listen to her podcast. I was actually on the podcast. Do you remember which episode it was, what number it was, Andrea? She'll be able yes. to tell us now and she can I go am. over and we, had, we just had the most amazing meeting of the minds around communication and around the way the little one's personalities influence all sorts of aspects of their life. So do go on over to Andrea's podcast. Yes.
0: So the you. quick link for it is is forward slash 186. That's um, Meg Far on unlocking sensory personalities. And we did, we connected so
1: many dots between your work and my work. I Fantastic episode. And just listening to you now, we're going to have to put your your courses into my app because we've got we've got courses in our app and I just think we can make it so much more accessible there as well. So I think you that. and I have got a journey together, Andrea, and I've loved to definitely did. to you.
0: Oh, I love it. I'm so excited. I'm so glad to have ever met. I mean, our, our communities introduce ourselves. Our followers introduce us to each other. So, so thank good. you, everybody who did
1: that. <laughs> yeah. no, it is absolutely brilliant. Thank you, Andrea. And to everybody else, we will catch up another time. Cheers.
2: Thanks to everyone who joined us. We will see you the same time next week. Until then, download ParentSense app and take the guesswork out of parenting.